Welcome, everyone, and thank you all for listening to my podcast, Rest Easy. I'm Terrence White. Now, last week, I talked about the importance of remembering our loved ones, getting to know those around us. I talked about the idea that each day is a blank canvas of sorts. Paint your way through your day as if you are floating a brush through the air. Enjoy the ride and see what life looks like when you're in charge of the strokes. You need to take a hold of those moments and grab what is rightfully yours. That is happiness. I also talked about some of the enormous effects that family have had on me when I visit families of deceased loved ones. How refreshing it is to listen to them talk up their lost soul. And how important it is to make that connection while they're still alive. The obituaries that I have written and the eulogies that I've delivered all give a righteous path for loved ones left behind. I talked about the generational differences how we all view the idea of the traditional funeral. Now, before I get into that, I'm going to take a short break, and when I come back, I'm going to talk about the other side, right after this. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Now I'm going to talk again about the other side, okay? Today I want to talk to you about that. I want to discuss how important it is to let go, but to understand that when and how we let go is entirely up to the individual. In my book, Rest Easy, on page 84, I talk about the idea that we can't be completely happy until we let go of the past or whatever is holding us back. That could be a loved one who has passed on. Remember that there is no time limit on grief. There are varied degrees of emotional connections just as there are varied degrees of acceptance and separation. What pops into my head about grief is the traditional funeral, or as I like to call them, the way our folks did things. Now, when we call the, what what we call the traditional funeral is laid out to comfort the mourners as they transition through the grief process. Let's look at how this is laid out. First, you are introduced to the truth that mom has just passed. You are in a state of denial of sorts. In your heart, you know that there has to be a 
couple of moments left in her life just so you still have time to tell her how much you love her again. Next, your mind goes a little numb as you wrestle with the idea that you could never have a moment with her as a living, breathing member of your family again. That everything is about to change. And this makes you angry. Then, you make arrangements with your local funeral home and prepare for a gala of memories with beautiful flowers mom in her favorite dress and a casket that matches her personality. This is typically referred to as the bargaining period. You're thinking that if you follow through with this pageantry, that this will help your heart heal. Then the day comes where she is eulogized in a respectable way and then lowered into the ground. And then the reception with food cooked by your best friends, family, and neighbors. Children running in and out of the house. You sit with Aunt Betty and talk of all the wonderful moments she and your mom had growing up. Then everyone leaves and your good friends clean up the mess and they stay and have a drink or two with you. Sadness sets in again and you sit there and cry for the rest of the night the next day rolls around and you figure that it would sure be great to talk to some of those friends from last night the problem is that they have lives to live and are pretty busy and there you are still grieving still in need of someone to talk to this is the stage called depression. So you feel the need to discuss your grief, but you have no one to talk to. You don't want to bother anyone, so you keep it to yourself. You try to normalize this new life without your loved one, but it's not easy. There are reminders of her all over the place photos on the wall, her number in your phone, things you did together, snapping peas or, or favorite program you watched together. After a period of time, you start to accept the fact that your loved one is gone. A new normal has begun to set in and your days become more about you than your deceased loved one. So you see, there are varied degrees of grief, and none of it has a time limit. My idea here is to help you manage those degrees and recognize when it's time to get help. In my book, I talk about a family that had grandma who had been in the ground for about 10 years, dug up, so that they can move her to a grave closer to them. Now, there is a time to let go and move on. I'm thinking that a great time for this family would have been before grandma was dug up, but 
that's not my call. My example of a traditional funeral and its timetable of events is just an example of the levels of grief after the death of a loved one. It's not for everyone, and I understand that, but do you see why they were structured that way? The flow of events allowed the mourner to gravitate to a healing process. But the truth is that some of us are so in love with the dearly departed that when they are gone, they take a big part of us with them. This is the case when we hear of an older couple passing away just minutes apart or within a day or a week of each other. Hearts are broken, lives are changing without any regard to those left behind. So you see, there are people walking the earth right now who are suffering from the loss of a dear loved one. These poor people are friends, co-workers, strangers at the grocery store. They're the guy who picks up your garbage or the lady who rings up your dinner. It's the guy in the car next to you and the lady walking her dog. So be diligent in your refrainment from criticizing people around you. Read people. Look in their eyes before speaking. Have a forethought towards what could be going on in their heart. As I, as I have mentioned before, there are millions and millions of us walking this earth. None of us have a title on our door that puts us in a higher class when it comes to our membership into the human race. For those of you who spend your Sundays in church or read your daily verse from the Bible, then you understand that we are all equal in the eyes of the Lord. Sometimes we forget to nod or smile to one another. That's okay as long as we recognize our dismissive actions and work to correct them. I have been asked why I wrote this book rest easy. My answer is that I have noticed a decline in recognizing our deceased. So many families have opted to their loved ones cremated and have no service or no proper eulogizing. While this may seem to be a proper way for decision for the decision maker in the family, there are cases when another member may be suffering more from that loss and is not able to process through grief as others do. My book recognizes those who suffer and I hope that I manage to cross communicate with them, but also with others and help them see how our words and actions can help or hurt our fellow human beings. I hope today's podcast helps at least one person today. Grief is nothing to disregard. It can be devastating to some and ruin families.
and if left alone, it can be deadly. Please take this seriously and keep your loved ones in your thoughts. I know that it is hard to recognize that you are suffering at such a deep pace. That is why I ask you all to keep an eye on each other. Help those who are crying for help, but also be cognizant of those who try to hide behind false walls. Sometimes you can see it in their eyes, other times in their communications. Wouldn't it be great if we could look out for each other? If you or anyone you know is suffering from grief or depression so bad that you cannot see light at the end of your dark tunnel, please call the grief hotline at 1-800-662-4357. This is a free call and it is totally confidential. So again, that number is one 800 662-4357. I want to thank you all so much for listening today. I hope in some ways I may have been helpful. So until next week, this is Terrence White with Rest Easy, signing off.